Welcome to the JR Show podcast. I am JR. Very special guest today. He has uh, written some of the biggest songs in faith music over the past 20 years, and that is Zach Williams, and we're going to do a little Christmas chat with Zach Williams, so let's get into it right here without further ado. Today's guest for the JR Show podcast is Zach Williams. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the kids, can you please put your hands together unless you're driving for today's guest, one of my favorites, Mr. Zach Williams. What's up, man? Good to have you. Thanks for having me. We're rolling on. uh, We're getting a pretty good routine of every year getting you on. I like face-to-face more than phoners. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we've got Chris, you know, we haven't started playing Christmas music yet, but you've got a, a whole Christmas album out. It has just come out. Yeah. So, and people usually, that's the thing most people don't understand is they hear Christmas music in December, but the artist put it out maybe in October, recorded it back in the heat of summer. In July. Yeah. <laughs> did a music video wearing a scarf yeah. somewhere. I think that's where Christmas in July came from. It's from yeah. people recording records in the summer. It, I heard that is true that yeah. uh, he wrote on a on a beach. Bing, or who wrote it? Um, uh, what is the is one? Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Yeah. He wrote that on a beach. Yeah. In the summer. Yeah. Um, so what was the? Is this first full length? This Christmas? will be the first full length. And okay. It's it's gonna be cool, man. We uh we went down to uh, Fame Studios in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Oh, nice. And just kind of inspiration behind the whole Christmas record was how do we take a bunch of standard christmas songs and, and reimagine them so that they sound like the muscle shills band played on them so that they sounded like you know wilson pickett recorded these christmas songs and uh i feel really proud of them it's yeah. it's really cool it was a fun experience you know we we did this during the middle of covid and we've been holding on to it and we are ready for awesome. people to hear it and so we're yeah. excited yeah cool i'm excited to hear them too um uh i've been saving this question for a long time you know when you i play your songs all day long and then all of a sudden a question will hit me but i'm like i'm about six months away from having that guy around to be able to ask him this (laughs) and thankfully i remembered it because we're on a string right now where and i'm not trying to you know uh, get your head you know this is reality that every song we've been playing has been like a legacy song uh chain breaker was like oh my gosh how long can you stay at number one and then you follow it up with um, the, was it rest, rest, old church choir, old church yeah. choir, which was, was that didn't go, was that number one? Yeah. So it's like, here's to survivor had a passionate story about your, you know, your wife going through a fire. Mm-hmm. And then also we hit rescue story and then you win a Grammy for the song with Dolly Parton. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, we're going to play, um, less like me in just a bit, but my question would be, do you have songs that you have written that you wish you never wrote and does that affect you you know because these are all like number ones but it's like they're not all number ones he has other songs that you haven't heard on the radio yet but do you have songs you just poured yourself into and you're like that's not as that's not do you don't like them yeah i mean i think i think for me i probably have some of those on every record yeah we've been working on songs for a new record you know right now and uh you know you finish a song and you worked all day on it or even maybe worked longer than that you know maybe had the idea for months and yeah you finish it and it didn't end up the way you want to so it's like do i trash that and try yeah. to rewrite it another time or 
you know but but the thing is is some some of the songs that i think aren't my best others think are i mean there's songs there's songs on my record that i wish would have been a single that you know radio thinks is is not a single and other people may you know so that's 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 the cool part i think about creating you know you just everybody has their thing that they like yeah let let me twist it this way of all the songs that were basically number ones from rescue stories (laughs) uh to to why am i missing the song with dolly the oh name. there was jesus there was jesus yeah. and Chainbreaker, old church choir which is the one that surprised you the most that it became a smash in Ooh. the recording all of that that you're like oh, i didn't see that coming um i would probably say you know this last song less like me kind of surprised me yeah uh, i was you know i didn't it was a fun song for me it was a it was a nice release to to write a song or just about being honest about who I am and the things I struggle with. And, um, I didn't expect it to, you know, have the, um, for people to accept it in the way that they have. But I mean, obviously I think with, uh, just kind of the way the songs have worked over the last several years, I don't think there's ever been anything that we could have put together as a team at a label to put these songs out at the right time. But God has orchestrated these moments throughout the last three or four years where, it's just been the perfect song at the perfect season. And so to have There Was Jesus, you know, come out during COVID and us walking through that, just that fear and that uncertainty of, you know, not knowing and just to know that Jesus is always with us. And then to start the new year with a song like Less Like Me, we're, we're all trying to make these resolutions to do something better with our life. And uh, and I just think that song really surprised me. You know, I, I didn't I didn't expect people to really, you know, grab onto that the way they have. And, but I'm glad they did. It's one of my favorite songs to play. Yeah, I think Less Like Me for me was just a song that I needed to write for myself. Just the things that I struggle with on a daily basis. And I think the things that, you know, as a Christian artist, the the folks on the outside looking in, they think that our lives are different than theirs and that we have it all together. But we struggle with the same things that everybody struggles with. I have things in my life that I do really good some days and some days I do really bad at. And, you know, I think, um, you know, God sees us, you know, in all of our mistakes and, um you know, we can all work to, to be more like him. And so that's kind of what that song was about. I, on the air, Zach, I've been talking the past six months or so about the fact, um, or I threw this out to the audience six months ago and I got phone calls for four hours. Wow. Like the listeners wouldn't stop on this certain topic that I'm going to tell you. Okay. I asked them, what are the perks of your parents' job? And people, it was nonstop. I could have done the whole four hour show. Yeah. And I started out with, my dad worked at a grocery sure. store and it was nothing fancy. He was the one that would change the price tags up and down the aisles with a cart. Okay, yeah. this one changes. Yeah. 40 years did wow. that. And at night as a little kid, when the store was closed, I got to run the aisles, uh, just sprinting down the aisles. Yeah. Nobody's there. And to me, that was like, who else can say that? Yeah. You know, for for you, what was the maybe a perk of your parents' job as a kid? Growing up, my mom was a nurse, and so um, anytime I was sick, I got immediate health care. Like right. she could call the doctor that she worked for, get me a prescription. You know, um, things like that were always nice to to not have to wait in a waiting room. You could just mom could get you into the doctor's office. Um, and then I think for my dad, he owned a construction company and. Uh, I grew up going to work with him, uh, and I worked with my dad for almost 17 years from the time I was about 16 until 33, and I think that was probably one of the biggest perks is just... A trade. Yeah, having a trade, but also having, you know, a father that took you to work and you spent time with, and he, you know, grew up being my best friend, and so... um, But then also I get free drywall if I need... (laughs) 
you know, <laughs> something done to my house and, and I also know how to do it now. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, I think just learning that, um, being around that, I think it taught me some, yeah. uh, I think it made me who I am to go out and work hard for a living and yeah. not forget the things that you've, you know, got. All right. We did a bit on the show earlier this year that came from an argument at the hallway at the radio station where I said, amazing graces the greatest song of faith of all time. You can't beat it. It's circled the world. Yeah. Non-believers play it at funerals on bagpipes. Yeah. And then somebody else said, yeah, but I remember where I was when I can only imagine was played on the radio and I'll never forget it. I do too. And it got played on mainstream stations. Yeah. And, and then somebody else said, oceans takes them to a place that no other song, you know, yeah. take me to all that. Sure. So we, it took us a while, but we narrowed to 16. There were some hymns, there was some yeah. main stuff. And in the end, the listeners picked it down to four, like an NCAA bracket. Yeah. It just kept getting narrowed uh, to, I can only imagine, Amazing Grace, What a Beautiful Name by Hillsong, and Corey Asbury, Reckless Love. Nice. Which of those four would you have voted for? And is the list maybe missing one that should have been in that top yeah, four? Yeah, I think it's missing one. I think No Longer Slaves would have to be. Bethel? Yeah. 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 But out of those other four, I would go with Reckless Love. Yeah. I was Maybe text. it's because it's current. Maybe it's because it feels a little fresh. Yeah. But I do remember I was at a water park here in Disney World when I heard, I can only imagine, I was climbing the stairs at a water park <laughs> when I was about 23, 24 years old. And yeah. I was like, what's this song? And it was like some pop station in, in Florida yeah. you know, playing it at a water park. And I was like, oh. I listened to it, and it became this huge, huge song. Because it made everybody think about a universal yeah. thought, what will I do when I'm yeah. – Face to face, yeah. and which made it so crazy relatable. So, let's end on this. Everybody I've asked about, um, hey, during the pandemic, what's a positive? Blah, blah blah. Everybody keeps saying the same answer. I was just so busy. It was like I finally got a chance to be with my family. Yeah, and I've gotten that answer so many times. I've reconstructed a question just sure. for you. Can you give me <laughs> a non-family, spiritual, emotional? positive like i'm taking all those out because yeah. those feel like we all kind of got that i think yeah i think um i mean obviously i think being present was something that i took for granted a lot mm -hmm. um and being with family you know when i was home i was always doing other things and so that helped me to be present i, I feel like it taught me that but i feel like if anything it taught me was just how quick things can be taken away how quickly mm. it could be gone fragile and how hard you work to get somewhere in your life or in your career. You know, these business owners, these mom and pops, these people who've spent their life savings to, you know, build a business or build something for their self and their family. And it could be gone. Mm. And I think it really taught me, you know, to appreciate that a whole lot more, not take it for granted, you know? And, um, you know, so, yeah, yeah it, it really kind of put things in perspective last year. That's awesome. New Christmas album is out as we say goodbye here. What is the ultimate Christmas morning for you guys? Music, food, Ooh. and tradition that is a, is a Williams family. Well, if I could keep my kids in bed till about <laughs> 10, and then I could get up and uh, they could open presents and I could cook some breakfast. We like to, I like to cook, you yeah. know that. And fix. So, you yeah, like to fix like things. To fix, yeah. That doesn't mean yeah. <laughs> with a screwdriver. It's with spatula. No. But uh, that would be it, you know, just hanging out with family all day, uh, playing with toys. You what's know? on the what's on the what's coming through the speakers? We usually put it on the Christmas Channel on our you know TV and let yeah. that play all day. Okay. You know, fire. I've got a. There's going to be a song. There's actually a song on the Christmas record called "I Don't Want Christmas to End," 
It's a, it's yeah. a new song. It's it's an original, uh, and it's kind of my take on like how I wish Christmas could go every year. Awesome. Uh, everybody can check out the new Christmas album. Places you find music will obviously be playing. I'm sure a couple cuts like we do every year. Every time you come out with a Christmas song. Uh, but uh, always appreciate the time, sir. Thank you. All right, good stuff from the big man right there. And a uh, big thank you to Zach Williams for joining me. Uh, I'm just a huge, huge fan. I know a lot of our audience is, is a big fan as well. All right, so uh, just want to let you know, if you hit subscribe to the JR Show podcast, you'll be alerted when we got new stuff coming out. Uh, always appreciate that five-star rating if you feel so obliged. Uh, follow us on Instagram, and again, um, subscribing uh, will keep you in the know of when we got new stuff coming out. Next week, might as well throw it out, the guy who used to be the lead singer of 10th Avenue North, uh, another guy that's attached to some of the biggest songs in faith music history, Mike Donahue, will be my guest uh, next week. Until then, peace!